Good evening, everyone. This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots post-game show. I am your host, Mike Molino, alongside my guy, Marvin Azan. Final score at Gillette Stadium, 35-17, to with the New England Patriots defeated the Miami Dolphins. Marv, uh, division rivalry game, you know, Patriots-Dolphins, we know the history between these two teams. A game where I felt the Patriots had a chance early on to put it away. You know, I'm talking going into halftime with a big lead, but the Dolphins put up uh, 10 points in that second quarter um, to keep the score somewhat close, but then the Patriots, you know, just took over for the rest of the game. But big time, defense, they finished the game with seven sacks on, on, on more and two interceptions on more. So at the same time where, you know, the Patriots, Tom Brady does his thing offensively, the defense stepped up big time with those turnovers I've been looking forward to. Turnovers were the key of this game in both sides. Like Patriots also, you know, had two turnovers themselves with a Brady interception and that fumble early in that first half. So that's the only reason why this game is so close. You mentioned the 17 points that the Patriots could have really blown them out. Those seven points that came off that fumble off the snap really kept Miami kind of close into this game. But the Patriots had this game pretty much handled throughout. And then you mentioned it, Mike. Seven sacks in this game. Something it's, like, up for. it's like the Patriots realize, oh, if you really get to this quarterback, teams can't move. And Trey Flowers, you have the uh, Marquise Flowers, even had the rookie league come in at the end of the game to get a sack. Everyone was contributing and getting to this quarterback. Great overall game by this by this defense. Yeah, like I just said before, you know, I, I've been looking forward to a game we can see the Patriots not only get to the quarterback, consistently put pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, I'm not even asking for sacks half the time. Yes, sacks are, are huge. You know, they can really swing the momentum of the game. But even if you're just putting pressure on a quarterback to just have them, you know, creeping and looking over their shoulder, that's all I've been really looking forward to. But in a game where the Patriots got seven sacks, I can't remember the last time the Patriots got more than two or three sacks in a game. It was <laughs> a lot of efforts. And Landon Roberts had two sacks. Like I mentioned, Flowers got two sacks. He even got corners coming out there. Jonathan Jones, you know, everyone was contributing into getting the quarterback. And then also, you also get interceptions. Gilmore steps in. He gets an interception early at the end of the end of the second quarter to close out what seemed like a, a solid Miami drive. And then at the end of this game, you have Stephen Gilmore again with Harmon, who both cook. I don't know if you can like have a half interception. They both get it, but they both collectively got an interception. It looked like it was Gilmore's and Harmon said, yeah, cool. I want one as well. <laughs> so great overall game by this defense. I think this might be one of their best performances. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Obviously, you know, we won't get too excited. It's the Miami Dolphins and, and Moore is their quarterback, you know, backing up another bum and Jay Cutler, who – you know, Patriots probably had similar performance if he even started the game, but it's the Miami Dolphins, so, you know, you can't read too much into it. But at the end of the day, you know, when a team performs this well on defense against whatever team it is in the NFL, you got to be happy and feel that the momentum that you have from the performance in this game can carry over and in, into future games, you know, later on in the season. But as much as we've been talking about the offense – I mean, the defense, I'm sorry. As much as we've been talking about the defense, how they perform today, let's look a little bit at the offense. You know, in my opinion, in the game, in games where we usually see the Patriots where a lot of people, you know, get involved. Brady's really spreading the ball all over the field to different receivers. This was really between Brady and then four other people. Okay. You know, Tom Brady leading the way, Burkhead, Lewis, 
and then Cooks and Gronkowski. Those were the four weapons that, you know, the offense really relied upon, Tom Brady really relied upon to have a big impact on the game. And those guys really did not disappoint today. Lewis was incredible, Mike. Russia, every week we're starting to talk about this guy, Dion Lewis. 15 carries, 112 yards. This is his first game in his career when he ran over 100 yards, wow. which is surprising to, to believe. But Dion Lewis, you know, big, big game from him. Burkhead, as you mentioned, you know, he had that fumble last week and he really slowed him down. But this week comes in with 13 carries, 50 yards, and he got the touchdown. He was also in the receiving game as well with two receptions. So Burkhead, you know, becoming that versatile back, another guy, another week where James White, we don't see much of him because Lewis has just been dominating. Burkhead is becoming that pass down, and he's been running with the ball well. You mentioned Gronk and Cooks. Great games from both those guys. Brandon Cooks, once again, leads the team in reception with six receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown, sweet run play that Brady likes to, you know, it counts as a it counts as a pass a passing touchdown. It was more like a sweep. We've seen them do that, run that play before. And then with Cook's speed, it's incredible. Then you got Gronk, great Gronk game, great bounce back game. He's been struggling these past couple weeks getting to the end zone. This week, five receptions, 82 yards, two touchdowns. The man's just unstoppable. And the thing I like about what the Patriots have in Gronkowski, and I think something that you know, we talked about during the during the game while we were watching and what the Patriots have learned with Gronkowski is last year, you know, obviously we all know how talented and how important Rob Gronkowski is to this New England Patriots team. And when he's on the field and when he's performing, it's usually a good day for the offense. But I think last year, what they have to grow, go through, the adversity they have to go through with not having Gronkowski on the team and having to depend on so many other guys to step up, I think that really helped this Patriots team this year you know, obviously there's no Edelman. He's another huge part. But with everybody else that they have, and then on top of that, you get Martellus Bennett back into the mix. I think this team really can now play games where they don't have to fully depend on Rob Gronkowski to have monster games. Yes, it's great. And yes, when Rob Gronkowski has monster games, it's probably big numbers put up by the Patriots offense. But at the same time, you know, if Gronkowski's not having a typical Gronk game, the Patriots can still find a lot of success, even the last couple of weeks where, you know, the red zone offense has struggled Struggles, yeah. and Gronkowski's stats, you know, where he's usually hot in the red zone, his stats haven't been there because of the struggles. But the Patriots have still been able to get the job done and, and defeat teams. A lot of that is what, you know, the offense is able to do on, on the same at the same time. The defense has been playing pretty well these last couple of weeks. But when Gronkowski plays, he can either have a big game and it just puts up a lot of points for the Patriots. They can put up a lot of points or, you know, he can have a so-so average game and the Patriots can still have a lot of success. Just having Gronk on the field already changes everything because you got to take one of your elite defenders to try to guard him. And if you don't, if you ever slip up, then you already know Gronk's going to have a big game. Someone mentioned, Gregory Castillo mentioned, wait till Hogan comes back. Mm -hmm. That's another weapon right there. Chris Hogan, we know what he can do. He's the one who is leading this team in targets. And now I think it, benef it really benefited Cooks to really get acclimated to the system better. Brady had no choice but to trust Cooks. Yeah. And now when you get Hogan back alongside with Cooks, man, this offense, <laughs> this offense is going to be crazy and like we're saying this is the clns post game show keep commenting your thoughts on this game we're going to try to get to as many as we can this game was 
It was an interesting one because, like we mentioned before, it looked like it could have just been a blowout. Once mm -hmm. they were up 14-0, you didn't see much fight into Miami. Those turnovers that the Patriots had in the first half really hurt them and kept Miami, you know, along and kept it a game for a while. That is true, you know, and, and like I said in the beginning of the show, it kind of had a feeling early on where you thought the Patriots were just going to run yeah. away with this game and it's going to be a typical, you know, Patriots-Dolphins blowout that could be happening. But, you know, after that fumble that Brady had with the the, the miscommunication with the center uh, and the Dolphins were able to score, it's just, it's just from there on, it's like the Dolphins hung around. They hung around. The Patriots weren't fully able to, you know, break free and put up the huge points. Obviously, the score tells a different story because it looks like it's just a typical blowout. But, at the, but if you really watch this game, you never really felt like there was a huge separation uh, until, like, the, you know, minutes ticked down in the fourth quarter. So I give the Dolphins a little bit of credit for maybe making it somewhat interesting, but at the same time, I think Patriots just ran off with it and did what we all expected them to do today, and that was to beat the Miami Dolphins. Another reason why it was so interesting, we talk about Matt Moore getting sacked seven times. Brady only got sacked once, but it seemed like he got sacked as many times yes. as Matt Moore because he was getting pounded by Sue Wake. That defensive line was really getting at Brady. A couple of times, I thought it was, you know, maybe illegal hits here and there. The referees were really bad throughout this whole game, but we're not going to talk about the rest of the, in this game. But Patriot got – Tom Brady got hit a lot this week, Mike. Sure. And the offensive line, we we know we're hurting now. You know, you have the center out. You have Andrews out. Karras is getting hurt. You got Fleming playing right tackle now. There's a lot of injuries with that offensive line, and Brady really took it this week. Yeah, and I think one of the things I noticed, and if you notice this dude comment, I, I know I saw this on Twitter a lot. A lot of people are just feeling like the Dolphins were just on a mission to come out and play the Patriots really rough. Obviously, it's football, so it's going to be rough, but like kind of the cheap shots. Brady just getting all these extra hits that, like you said, a lot of them could be, it could have been flagged for illegal hits, you know, uh, and whatnot. And then you had that player, I forgot his name, who got tossed out for throwing a punch at Amendola, you know, one of their cornerbacks that's very key to the Dolphins' secondary. Uh, it just seemed like, I don't know, the Dolphins, I feel like this happens at any level of sports. If you have a team that's you know, doing well. You have a team who's not really playing for anything. They don't care. The season's somewhat over. It just doesn't matter to them anymore. And they just want to go out and, and play extra rough. You know, give that guy an extra yeah. elbow or something like that. It I just, like I kind of felt like that was a game that the Dolphins were trying to play, especially defensively. I mean, there was that huge face mask call that from Indomikasu that the referees missed. And I guess maybe, I don't know, it happened too fast, so the referees didn't see it. They probably just, if you watched it in, in regular speed, it just looked like Dominson Sue gave that dude a clothesline from hell and just knocked, <laughs> knocked Deion Lewis's head off. But once they slowed it down, it was a clear-cut face mask. I don't know how the referees, all the referees that are on the field missed that, but some of the slick stuff that the Dolphins were, were trying to do and continued to do throughout the game that, you know, it was just, it was just a rough game. So a lot of guys getting hurt on both sides. Football, man, what could you say? I know, you know. So we said Brady did get hit a lot during this game, but he still threw for four touchdowns, went 18 for 28, 227 yards, four touchdowns in an interception this game. Another week where he gets hit, but the man's still producing. You know, you didn't need big yardage gains from Brady this game because you already had that 14-0 lead cushion. It was more of, you know, Lewis 
controlling the game throughout this. But Brady, four touchdowns, and still in that MVP race, which has been talked about in the comment boards right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what the Eagles did to the Bears, <laughs> it yeah, didn't it look pretty. And I mean, I think looking at Wentz stats from the stats that I saw from the game, I don't think it was over yet, but Wentz had a pretty big game. And I think it's back and forth right now between Brady and Wentz. And, you know, it's just going to come down to who has the dominant performance, you know, by the, by the end of the season. And if you look at today's game, Brady stats weren't awful, but they weren't typical Brady stats. And then at the same time, Wentz went off today against the Bears. So, you know, people's going to go back and forth with who they believe the MVP is. I want to say Brady because the team is successful. The team is winning. He's putting up great stats and he's 40 years old who's a new guy, a new sheriff in town, has, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles playing very well. This, the, their stand, their uh, record doesn't lie. We'll think they're 9 or 1 and 10 and 1 right now. And he's putting up great stats. So it's back and forth. Let us know what you think in the comments, who you think the MVP is. Be honest. You know, we understand that it's the Patriots post-game show. A lot of you may be Patriots fans, but, you know, be honest. Let us know. If you feel like Wentz is doing his thing right now and he's, 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 you know, leading the, the, the category over Brady, you know, let us know how you feel. I want to shout out a couple of people who said, you know, they're really feeling the show countdown NZ1234 said, don't have a question, but just want to say, I love the show. We appreciate the love everybody. You know, we're live after every game right here on this network, on this YouTube channel, spread the word. If you enjoy what we do here on this show, let people know we holding down every game you know, all the way throughout the postseason and whatnot. Last year, we was doing this first year to the Super Bowl. Yep, to the and, Super Bowl. And it was a great experience, you know. So hopefully we can bring up the same magic we had last year, the same luck we brought doing the show together and, you know, take us the pages all the way to the Super Bowl again because we'll be right here holding it down. A guy I want to highlight on the defensive end is Stephen Gilmore. We know about the touchdown, I mean, the interception that he had, and then the second one that, you know, I don't know who they're going to give that to. Maybe it was Harmon. But – he was on Devontae Parker for the most part. You know, you brought Gilmore in to really cover those big receivers. Parker, 6'3 receiver, you know, big play guy. Mike, only one reception for five yards, three targets. Mm. For the most part, Gilmore shut him down. I know Gilmore has been the guy that everyone's, you know, had a headaches about. You know, they, they're mad about the big contract. But here's a game where you, he covers their best receiver other than Landry, and he gets only one reception. He blanked him throughout the whole game. That's true. You got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, a lot of people on Gilmore's case throughout the whole season, but a game like today, obviously, if his you know job was to handle uh, Parker, Devontae Parker, he did a great job. One reception, five yards, and he got an interception, maybe two interception, who knows, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Like I said, shout out to Stephen Gilmore with the game that he had. He could be a star of the game, Marv. Later on in the show, it could be a starting game. You, that's an innuendo, Mike? Uh, might be, you know, foreshadowing a little bit. Okay, I see that. foreshadowing, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah. We still got some couple of comments here about Drew Brees. Could he be in the MVP talk if they went out? Yeah, I mean, 
that Saints team has been playing well. And obviously, one thing that has been known about the Saints team over the years, their offense can put up great numbers, great numbers from that offense. Drew Brees throws for a bunch of yards, a lot of touchdowns, whatever the case may be. But this year, his de- the, the Saints defense is also stepping up. And I've, there's been a couple of games now where they've had dominant performance. Their defense has been dominant, shutting down teams, not letting the games be a shootout like they have been, you know, over the last you know, a couple of years with that team. So if 